All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk. Jeff here. Brad, what up, dude? I'm doing good, man. Another week of NFL down, another crazy week. Seven more weeks to go. I, I'm loving it. Nothing like yeah. the NFL. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. I, uh, man, just the NFL right now is at an all-time high. It's just like we talk about this every single week, and teams are just beating up on each other. Like the best team in the league, arguably, probably has two losses, depending on who you ask. Um, but there's several good teams with three and four losses at this point and probably will lose more. Um, yeah, lots, lots of, lots to look at, lots of teams. Oh, we got to be honest. I know last week you kind of said you were just kind of like throwing your top 10 together. You weren't sure you weren't really, you know, today I have my top 10 in front of me and legitimately every single team on here has an argument for number one and number 10. Like, it's just like, it's close, dude. This is a close league, and a lot of teams have flaws. We've talked about this, but um, I'll go ahead and start if you uh, you don't have anything. How about it? All right. Uh, number 10, the Bills. 6-4 and four on the year. They are 3-0 and oh in their division. They got a couple of games coming up against New England real soon. Um, they've got four losses, but they still have a plus 119 point point differential that's good for second in the league so the teams they have one they've blown out um they're so one-dimensional i've been saying this for weeks and weeks and weeks and i actually posted about this the other day too zach moss is so ineffective and so many people have started him in fantasy against me i don't understand it the bills don't run the ball um that's why they're at 10 nine and i this is the weirdest one for me because this team does not remotely deserve to be at nine but they have lost a couple of games in a row. They did lose Robert Woods. They added Odell. We don't know what that's going to do to them. I have the Rams at, at nine, at seven and three. Uh, they're one and two in their division and only a plus 44 point differential. I kind of came down to earth on the Rams and dropped them down on the list, trying to put people where I felt they deserved to be. Uh, number eight, coming off a win this past week without Lamar Jackson, it's the Baltimore Ravens at seven and three. Weirdly enough about the Ravens, and I don't think this might be the only team that's done this. They've only played one divisional game and they lost it. Tons of divisional games coming up. They have every opportunity to either close the AFC North or completely blow it open. Uh, and they're only in seven wins. They're only a plus 17 point differential. So uncharacteristic of them. Go ahead. Just a button for just one second. The Ravens, their next three games are Browns, Steelers, Browns. There it is. Just, their so, next three games. Yeah. It's, I just thought that when I was looking this over, I'm like, they've legitimately played one divisional opponent. It was the Bengals, I remember. At least the I'm Bengals, pretty sure. The, the Bengals whooped on them. It makes sense. They probably have divisional games majority of the rest of their season, if I had to guess. They got five well, I, more to play. I know the Steelers end with the Ravens. Yeah, Sunday, November 28th, home against the Browns, December 5th at the Steelers, December 12th at the Browns. And no. oh wow! Then their last four: Packers, Bengals, Rams, Steelers. So their only two other games they're going to play are the Packers and Rams. Brutal. Correct. Yeah. So they every gotta... every game is a gauntlet for them. That says a lot about them. We'll find out a lot going forward. Uh, number seven. I have this team way too low. I couldn't find them. I couldn't move them up. I have them too low. It is what it is. It's the Cowboys, 7-3. and three. I'm admitting they're too low. Please don't beat me up over this. 
Uh, 2-0 in their division, plus 79-point differential. They're really beat up right now. I think that's probably why I have them this low. They're really beat up. Um, they got to get better, but they're super dangerous and healthy. Probably, probably the best team in football when they're healthy. Um, number six, Tennessee Titans. Yes, I dropped them pretty low. Uh, Tennessee's eight and three on the year. Uh, there's seven overs playoff teams, um, coming off a pretty bad loss to the Texans. Weirdly enough, they have lost to the Texans the and the Jets. So say what you want. Plus, plus 37 point differential isn't very good either. Um, but what was that? Six. So coming in at number five, Kansas city, uh, Kansas city, seven and four on the year. They've won four in a row plus 31. There's really nothing. To, to brag about with this team, except the fact that they've won four in a row. They are, they seem to be trending up. We'll probably talk about this next week on the live show. You were more right than wrong about Kansas city than I was, but I don't think you were so far right that I was wrong. If that makes any sense. I wasn't blown away by their performance. I thought it was a lot about what the Cowboys completely nine points by the Cowboys. I don't think that was all defense story for another day. Uh, coming in at number four Packers. I moved the Packers up in a loss. I know it's weird. Um, they're just as beat up as the Cowboys, it seems like. And they've had a lot of turmoil. Rodgers with COVID. Adams getting COVID or slash hurt. Um, they, so much has been wrong with this team. They, they're missing tons of pieces. But they're 8-3, and 4-0 and oh at home, plus 33-point differential. I called the Vikings to beat them. I thought it was a weird matchup for them. I, I haven't lost too much hope. I think they're going to be just fine. Coming in at number three, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, um, they've continuously been my NFC pick, and this is what they are. They're a seven and three team, five and zero at home, plus eighty-seven point differential, which is good for fourth in the league. They're gonna throw it a lot, and if they don't turn it over, they seem unbeatable. So their defense is obviously not perfect in the back end, but it's good enough. And there's not too many scary defenses that are out there right now. Um, with that said, I got Tampa at three. Number two, I, this is, I'm not even flexing here. I think the boys are number two, New England, seven and four, five and oh on the road, five and one versus the AFC winners of five in a row plus 123 point differential. Good for <clears throat> best in the league. And I keep hearing everybody say this team can't beat you deep. They are number two in big plays this year. Number two in the league. So they actually do have big playability. They do have a, a, a variation of ways they can beat you, whether it's special teams, whether it's defense, whether it's running the ball. Um, I think they're going to beat Tennessee this coming week too. So I think New England is on the up and up, and they are a threat, and nobody's talking about them as a threat. They're just saying basically, oh, well, Bill Belichick's coaching them well. No, this team is a legit threat. They can beat anybody. And I was actually super impressed with their with their win against the Falcons, as well as their win against the Panthers, as well as their win against the Browns. And when they take care of Tennessee, I'll be impressed too. Number one. And it's almost number one by a wide margin. It's the Arizona Cardinals who are at nine and two. This, this team has accolades <laughs> through the roof. Nine and two on the year, six and oh on the road, four and oh in division, 108 point differential, best for good for third in the league. They are two and one with Colt. McCoy, who has not been relevant since I was in high school. Um, say what you want there. They're actually also 3-1 and one in games started by Colt McCoy or without a head coach. I mean, they're just, 
they are they're the, the epitome of what a great Super Bowl caliber team is. They can win when they're missing pieces, whether it's their their head coach, their star quarterback. They're the questionably the arguably the best wide receiver in the league, top three for sure. Um, I got Arizona. Yeah, um, I like your list, except this is definitely the probably the most different that we've had our list all year. Like I you told said, you I didn't love it. It's all over yeah, the place. But like like you said, there's a lot of teams that have a case. Um, either I missed something or I can't believe you left the Colts off your list. That was They're crazy. not there. They're not there. Okay. Yet. Well, <clears throat> we drastically differ in a lot of opinions. Notice um, I put Buffalo on instead of the Colts. Yeah, I have seven teams that trended up on my list and three teams that have dropped spots on my list. So let, I guess I've been starting – Before you go, because you, you make a great point. You're asking me about the Colts. I told you every team on here could be one or they could be ten, okay? I also firmly believe that all ten of these, the only exception, the only exception would be Tennessee, and that's only if they don't get Derrick Henry back. If they get Derrick Henry back, I would go with this statement. All 10 of these teams, I would feel comfortable saying can win the Super Bowl. I'm not there on the Colts. Okay. Now, I'll let you go. That's all. All right. So, again, my rankings, preferably for me, I tend to rank my teams on the momentum they have at the moment, how things are going, not necessarily where I believe they would rank at the end of the year. With that being said, at number 10, I thought the Bengals and Ravens both had a case possibly for number 10, even the Bills hanging on to the list. But I gave it to one of the two teams that I'm high on. I gave it to the Vikings. I gave them the 10 spot after a win against the Packers. The reason they're only 10 with a win against the Packers, I'll get to that when I get to the Packers. But with with the Vikings, they only have six turnovers the entire year. They've never lost by more than one possession. So they're in every game. They just caught the wrong end of the coin flip. And they're number one in the sack differential. So it's like... They're just limited a little bit at quarterback. You'd like Kirk Cousins to play better at times, but I think this team could find a groove, and they have games against the Lions and Bears remaining. I think this is a team that trends up, could make the playoffs. Number nine, this is a team that, you know, okay, Vikings obviously moved up from off the list on it. Uh, Rams go from 10 to 9 in my spot. By default, some teams go down. The Rams are going to go up one on their bye week. Again, they lost their last two games against teams with winning records. So, oh, no, 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 the 49ers is one of them. They lost their last two games. They lose Robert Woods. but um, And they only have one win against a winning team, and it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers the week before Brady played the Patriots. So I have to assume that had something to do with it. Maybe, maybe not. But the Rams are number one in yards per play. Stafford leads the league with four games of 300 yards and three touchdowns or more. Number eight. Big drop to a team I don't believe in was waiting for an opportunity to. The Titans fall from one to eight for me. Um, I think they've been incredibly lucky to win some of the games they have. And losses to the Jets and the Texans are kind of embarrassing. Uh, and since they've lost Derrick Henry, they average under 300 yards of total offense a game. This they, 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 Tannehill's sack numbers are getting increased. This team kind of looks lost. They also lose Julio Jones. A.J. Brown now leaves with a finger. This team, you know, they started off really well, but they're really starting to deteriorate, and I don't believe in that defense as a defense that can carry this team. 
I have them at number eight. Still, if you're the eighth best team in the league, you got a chance to beat anyone. So keep that in mind on this list. There's still 22 teams left off of it. Um, number seven, a team that falls again, the Dallas Cowboys. They've lost two of their last three. They got it right against the terrible Falcons. I don't believe in them at all. They just got to get it right, though. Um, but the reason why I'm not killing them too bad, still at number seven, because CeeDee Lamb leaves, Amari Cooper, left tackles out, two top pass rushers are out. A lot of injury problems going on with the Cowboys. But right now, losing two of their last three, they're really opening the door for the Philadelphia Eagles to make a, a late run at possibly closing up the division. I would imagine the Cowboys still have some tough games left. Uh, number six, a team that moves up, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, they get one of their two safety blankets back, Gronk. Goes for, I think, a little over 70 yards. His offense turns it around, and they were a miscommunication interception away from 30-3 to against the Giants. And I know the Giants aren't great, but what are you supposed to do against teams that aren't great? You're supposed to kill them. And that's what Tampa Bay did. I believe this is going to get the ball rolling. They're getting a little bit healthy. They have a tremendous offensive line. Brady's been sacked the least in the league. Tampa's going to be there in the end. We all know they're going to be there in the playoffs, and they're going to probably win their division. Um, dropping from two to five is the Packers. Now, I just have to keep it in the same consistency here. You know, when you lose, you typically fall on my list. I like to track momentum a lot. But, however, the Packers with three losses, you know, they've given the Cardinals their only loss. And uh, they Cardinals lost, lost the Panthers, too. Yeah, okay, yeah, sorry, their first loss. Um, <clears throat> but Aaron Rodgers misses a game that they lost. They lost the first game, but they just played the Vikings, who I think are a good team better than their record, and dropped 31. And they had no Alan Lazard, no Robert Tunyon, no Aaron Jones, no Rashawn Gary, no Zadarius Smith, no Alexander, David Bakhtiari. They lost another tackle during the game. Aaron Rodgers is playing on a foot injury and they still put up 31 points. I just think this defense is playing well, and they're missing arguably their three best defenders. Uh, this team, I believe, is going to have a case for the one seed. They do hold the tiebreaker over the Cardinals, so that'll be important. But um, the Chiefs, or the Packers, excuse me, they're a great team. They deserve to be top five. I couldn't drop them out of the top five. Number four. The Chiefs, they beat the Cowboys, uh, and the Cowboys were injured a little bit, but the Chiefs were able to get it done. Their defense has turned it around the last month. Their offense isn't turning the ball over. Um, the The Cowboys have played way better defense than anyone could have imagined throughout the year. Now, they, did, they were out with their pass rushers, but they were still able to play really good defense on the Chiefs. And like you said, they didn't blow the brakes off the, off the Cowboys. But I would say if the Cowboys got some of those guys back to full health, it's a pretty even game. And I think both these teams will be there in the end. But the Chiefs on a four-game win streak are going to be number four. The team we disagree with the most, I have the Colts at three. They've won five of their last six, six of their last eight. In those eight games, Carson Wentz has 15 touchdowns and a 102 passer rating, and he's making great plays. We talked new quarterback. Beginning of the schedule is ridiculously hard. They came out of the gate stumbling and bumbling. Injuries to Quentin Nelson, injuries to Carson Wentz. 
the Titans caught him twice. Both good games, but the Titans, you know, outside of the Titans, this team's six and three. But they stumbled out of the gate like we predicted. And even more than I predicted, I thought this team would turn it around. They've straight up been they've been almost unstoppable. They have the MVP candidate and Jonathan Taylor on the team who's playing out of his mind. Michael Pittman's playing better. I didn't think he was any good. You advocated for him a little bit more than I did. He's been playing well. And this defense, man, they got guys all over that are making plays. And, you know, <clears throat> the Colts just played the Bills and beat the brakes off of them. It was no contest in Buffalo. I think that speaks volumes. So I'm going to put him at number three. Um, number two, uh, these top two, I don't think are disputable. These are the top two teams right now, the New England Patriots at seven and four. You could argue that they have the number one coach, the number one defense, and the number one special teams. That's that's hard to beat, especially when the quarterback's not turning the ball over. Four of their last five games, they've held teams to under 14 points, number one in point differential, number one in scoring defense. And Matt Jones, I have to agree with all the shows that I watch, all the shows that you watch. Nobody treats Matt Jones like a rookie. He straight up discarded that. He reads defenses. He calls the right play. He checks down. And, you know, Nick Wright's a big advocate of this, but he doesn't, you know, throw the ball down the field. What did Brady do for 20 years? Sure, it made everyone else mad. It made everyone mad because it's not electric football. But he said, if you're going to give me a four-yard throw to the left, I'm going to throw four yards to the left. And then the next play, if you're going to give me a run to the right, I'm going to check to a run to the right. And it's as simple as that. And the Patriots do one thing that every single team wishes they could do. Play the good teams well and destroy the bad teams. That's all you can ask. They never play down to their opponent. The Patriots are a scary team who look to be, with the Titans the way they are, a team that could be the one seed. You wouldn't want to bet against the Patriots. They were the third seed last year in their division, so they have an easier schedule going into this year. The Patriots are on fire, and of course it's annoying they had a dynasty. I don't want to say they're back, but as long as Bill Belichick's there and Mac Jones seems to be the guy, Patriots had tank-like momentum, five-game win streak, starting to win at home and away. You look at some of their losses, Cowboys took a late heroics. They lost to a field goal at the gun to Tampa. Did They play the Titans this coming week, don't they? Yeah, Titans don't want any of that smoke because the Titans are 8-3. and three. If both these teams are 8-4, and four, Patriots have the tiebreaker. Now we're talking Colts taking the division. I mean, there's so much from this. And I'm going in on a little bit because I know you may not have as a Patriots fan. Anyone who looks in the mirror and doesn't have the Patriots as the, the second, you could argue first, but you got to give that to the Cardinals. They just beat San Francisco and Seattle with Colt McCoy. They're two and three with Colt McCoy. They're going into a bye week at nine and three. They're going to come. Zach Ertz, dear God, he's just killing over there. They're going to get Kyler. Connor and Edmonds have been fantastic. You add Ertz to A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirch getting some work, Rondale Moore. Cliff Kingsbury is so far and ahead coach of the year right now. It's not even close. This team is 3-0 and in division. They, they gave the Rams one of their losses. It's unfortunate that one of their two both their losses are to NFC teams, but this team looks primed and poised to make a deep run in the playoffs, and it could be heading all through Phoenix. Um, 
I can't believe I did not ever think that I would have a team at three in my rankings that wouldn't even make your list. That's crazy to me. But um, okay. that, that's fa- my list. Let me, let me defend it. Now, I understand. I think the listeners are probably hearing this. And I think if I had to guess, I think the listeners probably think you have the Colts too high. But you could make the case they're a top 10 team. And I probably should have had them on there. But here's why I don't. I think you're jumping ahead. Your schedule. Hear me out. Lost to the Seahawks. Bad team. Lost to the Rams on my top 10. Lost to the Titans on my top 10. Beat the Dolphins. Bad team. Lost to the Ravens on my top 10. Beat the Texans. Bad team. Beat the Niners. Bad team. Beat the Titans. Or lost to the Titans on my, on my, on my list here. Beat the Jets. Bad team. Beat the Jags. Bad team. Destroyed the Bills, who are on my list. That is their one credible win, Brad. I cannot look you in the eye and say they are Super Bowl-ready top 10 team with what I just told you. They lost to everybody that's on my list, literally everyone, except Buffalo. Now, they beat the shit out of Buffalo. And I can't imagine they would continue to beat the shit out of Buffalo. Maybe they should have been 10 and Buffalo should be out. But I can't. I I can't believe you have them at three. I can't. The, the, the reason wow. why is is I go back to, honestly, the credibility of we've been right on a lot of teams both last year and this year. I think we do yeah. a good job on this pod. Yeah. And we, we knew we were like at full health. This team as a, with yes. a new quarterback is going to struggle in the first five. Yes. Then on top of that, they lose Quentin Nelson for three games. Carson Wentz misses two and a half games. And it's like. I almost took the first five games, and I'm like, they were figuring it out, and two of the most important guys weren't playing. Now, granted, they have beat some bad teams, but again, that's part of like what I say is like, you got to beat the bad teams, and they yeah, didn't really have do. close games against them. Um, yeah, the, the Titans did catch them twice, and that's tough. And I look at some of those games, it's like Titans, man, Colts had a lead on the Titans in the fourth quarter. Colts were up 16 on the Ravens, and then Lamar Jackson had his best game this season against the Colts in that massive comeback in primetime. And it's like, I'm not excusing those because they played well for part of the game. They did lose. But I just look at teams with momentum, and I'm like, the Colts have played 11 games. We both said the first five are brutal, and they're figuring it out. So if we remove those, in those six games, they've won five of them. And it's like, Jonathan, I think Jonathan Taylor's emergence in the MVP candidate also has me given that. And also, I had them at seven before the Buffalo game. So it's not like I'm just. I know you did. No, you definitely did. And I told you to keep that energy. You did. I also told you to keep your energy this week, too. You remember who they got this week? Tampa. Oh, yeah. And I know, I think a lot of people listening are going to say, Jeff, the Colts should definitely be in your top 10. Brad, three's too high. Seven or eight. Like, I think they're going to put us right in the middle. Most listeners, hopefully you guys comment on us or, or, or chat us up on a message or something. Let yeah. us know what you think about the list. But all these teams are good. I, I just really try and fluctuate on what happened last week and this and that. But in my Here big we, ones, I mean, the Colts. Let me, let me finish out the Colts real quick. You ready for this? This is tough, dude. This is it's not easy. My, I'm predicting they don't make your top 10 to finish the year. That is my well, prediction. But here we go. Bucks at Colts. Colts at Texans. Patriots at Colts. Two tough games, both at home. That's great for them. Colts at Cardinals. Raiders at Colts. Colts at Jags. 
I think at best, best case scenario, they're three and three through there. You probably have them maybe higher, maybe four and two. Yeah, I think there's I think no way to have them at five, five one, and though. one. I have them at, at three and three is the floor for them. They're beating the Texans and Jags. The Raiders are falling apart. So I give them three wins there. They're going to win one of those other three against so, the Cardinals, Patriots, and Bucks. I think they get one there, and they beat the Raiders, Jags, Texans, which puts them at four and two. <coughs> that would be four and two, which they would so end ten, the season six. ten and nine. Or Sorry. ten and no, ten seven. six, ten seven. seven. Yeah, ten seventeen seven. games. Okay. Now, ten seven. One more thing in closing, and I think you uh, you were right to put the te- the Minnesota Vikings at ten. I, I think they deserve a ten spot. Um, you left Buffalo out, though, correct? I did. I mean, they they've lost two of their last three. No, no, I'm not. I'm not arguing. I I was probably I was probably jumping the gun on Buffalo just because when they do when they destroy people. But yeah. I want to I want to point something out because I actually pointed this out on the pod several weeks back. I don't know if you remember. Um, one of the mailbag questions was who has surprised you that surprised you this season. I I truthfully don't remember who you said, but do you remember who I said? Cardinals, right? Kirk Cousins. This, oh, gotcha. Listen to Kirk Cousins' stat line this year. This is the bonkers. team as a whole only has six turnovers. Uh, Twenty-seven hundred yards. I, I would imagine that's in the top ten of the league. Top five. Twenty-one touchdowns, two picks. Twenty-one touchdowns. That's ten to one, dog. Their defense is terrible. Their defense is really bad. It's not nearly as good as you would expect it to be. You, the Packers you, were diming them all day deep. We, when we talked about their one close loss to the Bengals at the gun and their one close loss to the Packers, or their one win to the Packers, those are two games where they had they scored over 30. One was a win, one was a loss. But, like, they yeah. got to score so many points. It's, um, just, the re- it's the arguably re- his best season ever. Yeah, I just – the reason I uh, – man – I know this doesn't really have to do with the top 10, but that Sunday night game, I was so encouraged to see the Steelers' offense, what they did. That was very encouraging because when we get our defensive starters back, <clears throat> you mentioned it, <clears throat> excuse me, about the Ravens. The Steelers still have four divisional games to go. The Ravens have five. I think the Bengals have three and the Browns have four. The Steelers play the Ravens twice, Bengals and Browns still once down the road. I know yeah. it might sound impossible, but you know we're a different team going into the Bengals than we were the first time. We beat the Browns once, and Lamar Jackson statistically has his worst games against the Steelers' defense. He hasn't played good against them, I think, since he's come in the league. I would venture to say he has a losing record versus the Steelers. So... I just the AFC North so wide open. I know you shouldn't look ahead in these rankings, but it's so hard for me to put the Ravens would be and the Bengals would be the two teams that could make it this week. But they all still have to just beat the shit out of each other. Still, like that division's yeah. so wide open. That's yeah. why I was really hoping the Bears could get it done, but they've lost five straight. So I didn't give a ton of credit to the. They did win with their backup, but the Bears are a tragedy. And I'm going to see – I'm going to be there at Thanksgiving, be at the Lions-Bears game, <clears throat> both playing their backup quarterbacks. I mean, I don't even know. If I'm in the stadium when the Lions get their first win, oh, my Lord. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? It would be ironic is what it would be. It would be. Well, that's, uh, that's a wrap for today. I hope you guys have 
a wonderful Thanksgiving with uh, with your family and your friends. I hope that you are enjoying the football season. I hope you're digging what we're doing, um, bringing you weekly pods, talking NFL football, and live shows on Sunday mornings. Hope you guys are digging that. If you guys have not jumped into a live show, truly, I think it's uh, I think it's the place to be. Uh, speaking of live shows, we got a live show Wednesday night, 8 o'clock. It's our first ever weekday live show. We're going to do the Michigan-Ohio State game preview. Uh, got Buckeye fans coming out. Got Michigan fans coming on. Um, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a fun show. About an hour long. Uh, join us tomorrow, live, 8 o'clock. Anything else you got to say, Brad? No, nothing much. Uh, just enjoy your Thanksgiving, guys. Uh, not just the food, but make sure you tell the, the people – you're thankful for that you're thankful for them shoot a text make a phone call don't be afraid to reach out and like jeff said man the podcast hope you guys are enjoying it we'd love some feedback on on if you're listening and hope to see you on the live show tomorrow night you got a big game this weekend the game <clears throat> arguably the biggest uh biggest football game in college biggest rivalry so Absolutely. we're all excited yep you guys we are thankful for you and as always we are out real talk